Greetings and salutations, gamers. <laughs> Welcome to Cast Co-op, the podcast in which three podcast hosts cast together. I am one of your hosts, Luke Lore, host of the Xbox Expansion Pass, aka the Insipid Ghost. Uh, here again with my guiding light panel, the leaders of, of professionalism, uh, the reason that we're number one podcast on season gaming, Mr. Ainsley Bowden and Joseph Moran. Ainsley, you host the BitCast or some something or another. What's up? You you okay. all right? You're right. <laughs> yeah. you well, I had to halfway through the audio kicked in from the YouTube channel, and I was like, "Oh boy, this is really." <laughs> Why did you introduce us both and then switch it to me? Yeah. I don't know yeah, what's yeah, happening right now. Good evening, everyone. Right. It's been five weeks. Um, <laughs> I blame these guys ninety eight percent of that, and uh, I'm sorry for their incompetence. But mm-hmm. hopefully, we'll be back. You know, sometime. Mostly did the guys. The, the Halo championships in that. Mostly the guy at the bottom. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yes, said, I'm is. always down to record. It's 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 really Luke that's been holding his back. Oh, my feet hurt. Oh, I I was bitten the scrotum by a dog. Oh, you know, it's like what else are you got? I wasn't bit in the scrotum. I was bit on the leg. <laughs> that's what he says now. Yeah. Yeah, Miriam has like, a different story. Exactly, she was there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. How 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 are you guys? Boys, it's been it's been what five weeks for real since we've been able to do cast for one reason or another. Is that right? It's been a while. Yeah. It and and the worst part is it came during October with everything happening. You know what I mean? Because so it feels like in gaming terms and an absolute eternity, which is <clears throat> which is wild. Yeah, as well. And here we are now on the eve of God of War's release. We've got review scores for that. We've got frame rate stuff to talk about from. Everything from Call of Duty to, to Gotham Knights and Plague Tale Requiem. There's there's been a flurry of games uh, yeah. since we last recorded. It's been awesome, actually. I've really had a good time the last few weeks. Can I say something really uh, controversial but brave? I would love to hear your brave and controversial statement. I kind of like that this is a, a kind of softer like holiday season. Like it's it's finally jam packed mm-hmm. at the end of October. Yeah. Usually we start like mid September and it's just non-stop until hopefully like the first or second week in december and then everything starts tapering off but mm-hmm. i really like to kind of what what i've what i have been doing is just catching up on old stuff because not a yeah. lot of stuff has been piquing my interest mm-hmm. so like this holiday season i actually spent a lot of time with like games like cyberpunk and then finally getting into it like with games like you know like plague tale so i i, I don't know about y'all but like the softer holiday season, I'm kind of digging right now. Hundred percent with you. Cyberpunk, I went through a few weeks ago. I bought Red Dead Two this morning, but then I bought I bought the version with story mode. Story mode is not the campaign, which is terrible what? description on the Xbox story. Like genuine, it, it it doesn't. It's an add on for the online or something weird. Like it's not the campaign. Oh so I have to refund that and go and get the other version. Um, but I'm gonna try Red Dead too. But, this holiday. but Red Dead Online is free. Uh, there's a button. So really, if you have, I'm very able, confused. Go to the go to the. There's a harvest sale right now on Xbox Store. There's a version that's tw- like 26 bucks <laughs> and a version with that's 34 bucks. The Ultimate Edition has Red Dead Online. I got the one that theoretically in my mind didn't have Red Dead Online, which is 20 okay. bucks. Uh, that makes no sense. Red Dead Online is literally free to play. 
take a look and, and if you're able to look without it being uh without it because now you own it and just mm-hmm. see what i'm talking about because it's very mm-hmm. bad it's very badly described yeah but i story it must mode be like those not... online bundles like rockstar monetizes the hell out of stuff right yeah, something so. like that but story mode is not the campaign but to joe's point about softer uh softer review or periods like yeah man i'm stoked to go did online's uh 20 bucks by the way it's not free to play yeah what yeah it's probably free if you own the game, Ains. That's probably what it is. I could have so sworn if you want to buy it. Play. Sorry, sorry. That's all good, man. Okay. Um, so you know, we got God of War, which is the big one. I'm going to be jumping jumping into next week. Um, I have a, I have a, a weird interest in Sonic Frontiers that may go away immediately, <laughs> but like I'm curious, morbid curiosity, maybe. Uh, but yeah, after Gotham Knights, maybe I'll jump into Plague Tale. Like I'm, I'm like this softer thing like Callisto Protocol I did the winter expansion for Resident Evil 8 which I really oh, enjoyed really? yeah I really enjoyed that um, and like I could talk about all of it if, if we want to but to your point about it being a lighter review season after this kind of once God of War is done that's I'm looking forward to it man to your yeah. same thing it's actually been a quiet niceness of 2022 because real talk I was gonna go out and buy Gotham Knights day one but mm-hmm. I was like I actually really enjoyed Cyberpunk, which I still need to beat. I'm on the last level. I'm just trying to clear everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, I, I'm like, I think I could wait because I'm really more interested in Plague Tale. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm like, Black Friday sale, that's going to happen mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And then, you know, Call of Duty came and now I'm oh, just, right. whew, I'm in an entanglement between <laughs> Call of Duty and, and mm-hmm. uh it's cyberpunk which can can we talk briefly about <laughs> cyberpunk well let's say oh yes but let ains you do i famously game? hate that game so because uh, i know that's why you bought the chair uh, uh <laughs> um no i uh I, I for me it hasn't been slow only because you guys know like my gaming life mostly revolves around competitive multiplayer mm-hmm. um and so i've been playing a ton of halo as always uh, and the big update for halos next week Call of Duty came out, been playing a ton of that, and Warzone 2 comes out in two weeks, which is going to vary my time. Um, and then Apex Legends' new season just started this week with a new map. Okay. Um, so I have just been playing competitive shooters pretty much most of my free time. I did review Plague Tale, um, mm-hmm. so I, I ran through that because I literally got the code late. I had to travel a week where I was in Pennsylvania, then I was in Seattle for the Halo World Championship, and I got what happened. I got home from Pennsylvania and I played through all of Plague Tale in a day and a half before I flew to Seattle so that I could write the review in the airport. Um, so like I beat a 20, I think I put 21 hours in the Plague Tale to beat it. And I did that in a day and a half. I literally just, you know, tore through wow. it. Um, Do you enjoy doing that? That doesn't sound no, like a way to enjoy. No, it's not fun. It's not fun. No. Uh, I mean, the good thing about Plague Tale is it's rather linear, right? So it's not like mm-hmm. an open world game where I cut half of the content out to race through it. Um, mm-hmm. So I got lucky there. But uh, no, I don't enjoy that at all. It sucks. Um, but no, I mean, uh, generally speaking, yeah, I've been good. Um, there are a lot of games, but it's a weird mix where, to your guys' point, I think we're not getting like tons of giant blockbusters. It's like just this array of different experiences that, um, you know, uh, can kind of meet you in the middle, if you will. Um, but of course, God of War next week is going to change that. So, God bless. Well, and I forgot about uh, Evil West, which which uh, was put into the chat. 
by was it Yaz West? Was it yeah, Yazbaz. He said that Evil West is in there and like I'm excited for that game and I keep forgetting it's coming out. Mm. You know? Like that's mm. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's all about right now God of War for me. Then it's mm-hmm. Callisto. And then I'm just tackling the backlog. That's all I'm doing at this point. I played a bit of Plague Tale. I want to get more into it, but mm-hmm. I just can't. I just can't sink that time in between again Cyberpunk and now Call of Duty that has my full attention so far. So for me, um, those are the two games that I'm really looking forward to. The rest right now could wait till like a Black Friday sale. But mm-hmm. Ains. I want to talk to you now finally about cyberpunk. Okay. Cause I've been too excited about it. And now Ains, his mic doesn't work. Now he's. What's your question about cyberpunk though? Te- tech listening. issues are fun guys. I'm here. <laughs> here we go. I know. Um, Ains, I have to tell you something about cyberpunk. Okay. Go ahead and I insult it. Really, really, really like this game. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> I'm really happy that I got to play it where it mostly works. And if, uh, uh, yeah, go for it. If if you guys saw the DMs I have suffered through with these two clowns you see in front of you for the past two years about this game, the game launched broken. When I don't know why, Luke, you argue this all the time, and I've literally proven to you it didn't. You haven't. It was broke. Okay, it was broken. I put a hundred thirty-five hours in it at launch. <laughs> For review. It was a mess. It was a no, mess. No. Okay. Hold on. We're going to settle this right now. <laughs> oh, we're going to settle. Oh, here this. we go. Audience. All right. Luke is saying it was a mess at launch and it was broken. He couldn't play it, but yeah. he didn't play it. Does that logically Ains, make sense? They Can he prove? Hold on. No, stop talking. I'm going to mute you. Score. I'm going to mute they you. Changed. He's muted. <laughs> he did so, it. <laughs> how can you argue something is broken and unplayable if you don't attempt to play it? I got, I, I, go ahead. Please. I attempted to play it, and every time I met Johnny Silverhand, the game crashed. Fine. Luke didn't do that. He went on what other people were talking about. I live streams are live streams, bro. Like, if you're said it's broken and then decided that he <laughs> wasn't going to play. I'm not, I'm not sticking around if you keep muting me. That's not going You keep interrupting me. So, oh. the point was, is the game is nearly a 90 meta at launch. And that many people who played it on PC or Series X didn't have the issues you're talking about. There were minor I bugs. Like I'm a fucking Trump rally. <laughs> there were minor bugs, but so minor that they pulled it from the PlayStation Luke, Store. You didn't and they play changed it. the refund policy Luke, on Xbox. You didn't they... play it. How are you going to tell Did me? Did you play it? It's fine at launch. Did you play it? No, no. I watched plenty of Thank people play it. I'm like, Case I'm closed. not doing that. No, not case closed. closed. They changed the refund policy, Ains. For you? They pulled it from the PlayStation store. Did you get a refund? They had a good launch. Did you get a refund? Out of your mind? They've abandoned the red engine for the next one. I did. I got it. I want to hear your answer again. Luke, did you play it? No, I watched enough people and watched the reviews, and I did my research to know that I was like, this isn't something I want to bother with right now. How anyway, are you defending that? I played 135 <laughs> hours at launch, unlike my colleague who doesn't play games and talks about them all the time. Oh! Thank um, you, Yellow Chair. I appreciate you, Yellow Chair. This is good. This is good. Continue so, your unbiased you talking about how of how we I played all it at love launch. Each other here. God knows of how I played it at launch. Is that what we're You're talking about? 
You are actually advocating that it didn't have a disastrous launch. I did. That's See, not what I said. Guys, that's not what I said. That's what I've been saying. That's what he's arguing. Against. It's a mess at launch. Why bother? Like, why go in if I wasn't diehard on it and I could wait for updates and fixes? I missed the show. Thank you. Good for you, Mario Mariano. Like, like that's the. I don't understand. Like, you don't what? understand that people like us played it and reviewed it at launch without big issues. God bless you. Good on you. It's still a mess of a launch. I didn't say the launch wasn't messy. I said that you made it sound like you couldn't play it. And what I've been saying is you could, you just didn't bother because of what was going on around the launch. You let that that mess. Yeah. You let that determine what you were going to do. You didn't actually do it. You let other things determine what you were going to do. Joe, to his credit, which I don't say often, actually played it, had issues and stopped playing it. That's fair. Saying, (laughs) These people it, over here that had issues, so I'm not going to play it. Isn't I wasn't interested. From experience. I wasn't interested in wasting my time with something I had a passive interest in, and didn't want to deal with bugs and a mess of a game. Didn't have an interest in Cyberpunk. Wasn't going to go in for what everyone was saying was good or bad or whatever because it was a mess. It was a okay. mess of a launch. But you're not speaking from experience. No, spe- that's that's not what I'm arguing. I've never argued that point. From an outsider looking in, it was a messy launch. Yeah. I, and, and I, and I completely I, agreed with that. But I'm saying that didn't preclude you from attempting to play it and having a good time. You let other people do that for you. Correct. But I wasn't interested in going through that mess of a launch. Didn't have an interest in it. Now, that's, I got a, Johnny, that's a different conversation. Like, Johnny's right there. Respect the game. Love the game. But, like, I waited until two years after launch for the next-gen update, 1.5. actually started when it was 1.6. But that was not going to go in for something I didn't have a serious interest in when it had such a mess of a launch. No. No way. That's fine. Different All I'm saying is you didn't play it, yet you speak like you tried it and it was broken. That's all I said. I've watched so so many. So you can't speak. No, 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 no. So many live streams about it being broken. What's that? Nope. No. Nope. What do you mean? No. Like I don't understand because where you you're didn't coming play from. It. it would. There That's are so. Ains, I'm. I'm not arguing that I didn't play. I completely respect your position on that. But dude, <laughs> the thing oh, was dude, such so... a disaster at launch. You enjoy this show. <laughs> major first parties were like, you know what we need to do? We need to adjust how we're handling this game, and they revamped everything for Cyber. All I'm arguing for you is you spoke from experience of which you had none. No, That's I did it. not speak from experience. What? Yes, you did. I don't. I understand. think. I think he. I, I think Luke, you missed a sentence of where Ains was looking for. So, all all I think Luke needed to say was, from an outsider looking in, comma, it was a mess of a launch that had okay. these companies change their sure. policies. Sure. I don't think because anyone's arguing that. We've talked about that messy. at DM. I mean, no one's arguing and that. I am coming through experience yeah. going. The game was a mess. I can play it. That sucks. And I think there has to be this whole, we have to, it's a bigger conversation of, okay, well, I liked it or I didn't experience any problems, but also recognize that I may be in the minority when talking about that. Like going, okay, well, like I didn't That's what have, I wrote in my review. Yeah. I didn't have any, any problems, but I, <laughs> I've seen the footage. I've seen what, you know, uh, other yeah. people have gone through. And yes, this is, I may be speaking in the minority here. 
when talking about my experience, but it is my experience. So I, I feel like people use that as a bulletproof shield of like, well, you can't really judge it because uh, I didn't have that, that experience. And that, that's, uh, yeah, I don't I'm think not, it's a bulletproof I don't shield. With. That being said, now we can finally talk about this game for a quick second. I disagree I this to with that like final statement, by thing. the way, but. Yeah, whatever. I'm not going to get into it because I just want to talk about this game. You don't want to talk oh, about semantics. He played it. Now he loves it. Good. Well, here's the thing. I really <laughs> like this game. I wanted to wait for the latest update for the transmog stuff because okay. that was the final thing holding me back from the game was just how stupid my character would look if I didn't have my transmog set. It's like that weird little bit of the RPG like wanting to be a in that character that was holding me back that being said now here's my rant i love this game i love so many of the characters and so many of the stories that they're telling through the game um my wife judy i think we could have a real debate about uh you that. don't get to come in two years later and try and steal my wife all right don't <laughs> it don't work that way sorry <laughs> listen we had a connection <laughs> and uh but like, all day Pan Am was a, she's a little much, but honestly, I I've loved where the story took me so far. And Ains, the thing I've been dying to tell you when it came to Johnny was I'm 100 like percent with you. You know, last time we talked about it, Johnny's arc is incredible. Like watching your relationship with Johnny grow grow throughout the the stories, uh -huh. you really start to sympathize with them see the world through his lens and i don't know about y'all but like i was just like yeah johnny you are 110 percent right you um, agreed so, with him that's interesting yeah a lot of it i agreed with him on um but i i really dug the story the action i i went like guns blazing and then halfway through i was like i'm just gonna actually be a ninja and then halfway through or like halfway through and then a, a third of the way through i was like you know what i'm gonna change it to pistols and it really I felt like I was playing the game the way I wanted to play in that moment. And yep. it wasn't punishing me much for playing the game the way I wanted to play it. That yeah, you can, um, you can play yeah, it in a it. lot of different ways. Um, yeah. The reason I was laughing and, and to be dead serious for a second, because I know we, yeah. we, this game has been a running joke between the three of us for a long time now. It really um, but I, I am glad all, all sincerity that you guys have finally played through it, finally appreciate the things I'm talking about. However, I do want to caveat. Please. Our, our DMs of Cyberpunk may go public one day okay. to show the audience the shit I deal with with you two on a damn <laughs> weekly basis with discussions like this. All because right. it was not, what, two months ago or something? I, I, I don't know if it was Luke or Joe because you guys sound so similar at times with your debate. Oh, shit. Um, but one of you said, I'm like 15 hours in and I don't see why this game is special. And we had this conversation that was me. That was me. and I said, you haven't gotten to the things in the game that make it special. Yeah. And you argued back saying, if I have 15 hours in a game, I should be able to tell if it's special. And I was like, I no, because the arc of the characters like Johnny, like others in the game mm -hmm. is written like a book, like a novel, like a long movie where you need to experience all that to recognize what makes it special. And, and hearing Joe talk about how special the arc was with Johnny now has me happy but mm -hmm. frustrated at the same goddamn time because this is what I always tell you guys when you put five hours in a game and bitch about it. 
Well, you made but a good now, point. Damn, I'm hyped up tonight. Time. I need to you go play a, Halo, man. I got too much energy right now. <laughs> you made a good point last time when you because we talked about this on a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Because you said, would you watch what 15% of a movie yeah. and then say something's not special? And my argument was Yes, if you I'm argue invest, that point back. Yeah, it, my, and I I stand by my logic, but I understand your point wholeheartedly is that should you be able to go in 15 like 15 hours and not feel something special to me that seems like a long time i wouldn't watch 15 hours of a show and not feel something special now but i know i know joe wants to to go on this one for a minute so i'm gonna give it back you can't you have to talk percentages right because you're agree yes your logic is fully sound to a you know a two-hour movie or three hour absolutely different It, and and you're, I think that, that that logic point makes sense. The difference is, do I want to invest 30 hours, 40 hours yeah, that's to fair. feel something? That's the, that's so, fair. like, your logic makes perfect sense in the percentages category. My, my logic is, do I want to give X amount of hours? Um, Time investment if is I'm not a, feeling a bigger anything, consideration. Then, right. Yeah. Um, and that's why Cyberpunk now is a perfect point. Or, or at the time for me, was a perfect time to play it. It had been fixed, and we'd had all these... Uh, kind of gaps in, in first party stuff for Xbox, and there wasn't anything AAA in that time. But having played it, beaten it fifty plus, sixty plus, seventy plus hour, I can't. I, I think it's seventy hours I have into it. Um, I still think it's a really good game, but I would not put it amongst the elite of Witchers, God of Wars, Metal Gear Solids, uh, some of the top tier. I still wouldn't put it there. The open world's pretty bland, pretty pretty. Yeah lame duck open world it's so detailed and beautiful but like not a lot to do if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um so there are elements where i'm like at falls short and i could see what they were going for i play this game and i'm like again combat great i i i I, it's what i always want like fallout to be right story is great but for me at this point in time um right at the final level yeah the open world feels like there was an architect that built this model and i'm just driving through this model city where i feel like gta does this really interesting thing where and maybe i've i've taken it for granted or maybe they just do it so goddamn well it feels like a bustling city like when i'm driving through cyberpunk i feel like at times i am the only car on the road or there are only 15 people in front of me. Or it's something that I've gotten 40 plus hours into this game. T-poses. Uh, people T-posed in the street. Um, some, of the, some of the scenes feel like a script unfolding. Where it doesn't flow naturally, if that makes any sense. Um, like, you could tell this thing is on rails. There's one, I think, chase scene where we're trying to chase down this ex-con who's gotten a second chance. It's like this real surreal, like, you know, like uh, reality TV in the cyberpunk world where he's like murdered seven people and he the, the seven families are conflicted of how they feel about him getting this reality show and him claiming that he's reformed and all that jazz. But there's this one chase scene where I'm just like, this feels like I'm on a roller coaster and things are just popping up at me. Um, and it was those moments that were immersion breaking while there's other times I'm walking through the alleys and now because I'm not in a car and I'm not driving, uh, there's more things going on, right? Like you can see there's crowds of people, smoke coming up from the sewers, like the neon lights that reflect off the ground. Like it's a really pretty time, 
but those times for me as how far i've been playing through don't happen nearly as much as what i would have liked so to me i i while playing this game i'm like man this sequel is i think the game that i i'm going to adore like that's that's the game that's going to be my you know witcher as it were you know one of those games that is going to be in my top 10 my top five but right now i think it's it's great and i think any everyone should at least give it a go uh because i've i've had a fun time and this is the time to play it um everything's fixed no bugs some or no bugs some some bugs (laughs) some bugs are hilarious um and some crashes but it has the bethesda level jank maybe even a little less at this point i think less at Um, this point yeah yeah so i'm really enjoying the game and i liked it a lot that's good that's good and i was excited to um... bring this up in the beginning of the show and now (laughs) i think that's the most animated i've ever gotten on the show i know Um, i was kind of scared and i i just want to know if mom and dad are gonna be all right (laughs) i love ainsley Bowden with all my heart yeah luke's my he's my boyfriend you know this oh oh okay oh we didn't announce that publicly sorry sorry um uh i want to ask i want to I don't want to stay on cyberpunk too long because we have yeah. other stuff to talk about, but there is something I want to ask because I've heard the same complaint about uh, the city, uh, not just from you guys, but from plenty of people. And I share some of it, so I don't want to act like it's immune to it. I agree that um, at times it's very pretty, but it feels like lifeless and you know, there, there's yeah. more that could be done to, to do that. So I'm not disagreeing. Um, but one thing I really find funny is um, I look at a game like Spider-Man um on playstation and when i played that all well you guys can correct me a- any conversation like this is anecdotal oh, i know and joe, i got you and joe you would be closer to this than me for sure but the first thing i said is oh cool they did a really good job of um recreating like a new york setting right like new york yeah. city um but as you play it there's not there's nothing happening there, there you literally go point to point to the radio call you look for your backpacks uh, and it just felt compl- after like seeing the cars and swinging around. Once I got over that mentally, I was like, "There's nothing here. What? Is- this is nothing." Um, yet I didn't see that criticism levied at Spider-Man, um, like I do Cyberpunk all the time. And and mm-hmm. either that's anecdotal, and the same criticism was levied, and I just didn't see it, yeah. or the expectations for Cyberpunk were so high that people are, I think, you know, looking for things that stand out more. I think a little um, bit of column A, column column B. Okay. To be honest, Cyberpunk projects this air of you can do anything, and then yes. very quickly you get a vibe of you cannot do everything. Whereas I think certain games like Spider Man, uh, you kind of know your limits pretty early on, and as a result, your expectations change. Because you're right, that's a, I think it's a very fair point of like, I mean, like you can't go in the buildings in Spider Man, you can't you're do a lot around. of other things. Uh, yeah, and you do them more than swinging around because like you can interact with a lot of the the people you can take selfies with them there's a lot of things you can do but and to make them feel interactive whereas in cyberpunk you walk up and it's you can say one thing you get a quick diatribe and you're done yeah and the way spider-man traverses it's a it's about speed and to me it's like the the veracity of of which you're you're zipping through you know each avenue and so like for me it's you know i'm zipping through you know new york city i'm seeing all the buildings I'm seeing you know the the traffic go by, and to me it's about getting to point A to point B 
in the most Spider-Man poss- Spider-Man way possible, where the last thing I want to do is walk on the sidewalk and give finger guns to people. Right? <laughs> uh, sure. And even even there, when it comes to like, what am I doing? And th- those are very different open world games. So I want to mm-hmm. preface that as well. But like the activities, the side activities that you're doing in Spider-Man are way more varied because at least, yeah, I'm catching pigeons or finding backpacks and stopping like a, you know, a mob on the street where I feel like that's all I'm doing in cyberpunk is just stopping mobs on the street. Um, And that's, and but again, Ains also kind of different as well, because uh, the way that game is their their stories unfold, isn't through little mini games. It's more through these side stories and adventures as well so though i feel like yeah when it comes to like the open world am i gonna really stop for this mob hangout in the middle of main street eh, maybe but you know to me i i feel like they're they're two very different open worlds in that regard so a little bit of column okay. a column b and a little apples and oranges fine mm. i'm sure there's <laughs> other examples it's just the first one that came to mind uh no, by the way rob frawley good to see you rob he said uh Joe, have you seen Edge Runners? He, I think, he asked earlier if Edge Runners was what brought you to Cyberpunk now, and yes. uh, his Twitter handle is Mister Badbit. That's right. That's right. You can. I, hear, had... I mean, it's literally on the screen. I just realized, yeah. like, Rob, oh, it is. You're, you're killing me. <laughs> me or Rob? <laughs> Rob. Oh, thank which you. he said. Which Twitter handle is Joe? Mister Badbit. Joe. Insipid oh, yeah. Ghost is Luke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for. For me, I've watched uh, a few episodes of Edge Runners while at work, and that was the thing that got me into the world. Also, the thing that oddly got me into the world as well is watching Andor. Uh, they have some similar themes that they play with, and the and I love the. There's like this cyberpunk esque vibe that Star Wars sometimes dives into a little bit, and it's played into a lot in Andor. So I kind of get the same feels. Uh, from both so that's what actually got me in it's it's a little bit of andor surprisingly i don't want to take us off track even more but from pretty much everyone i've heard andor is amazing it is incredible and it is it's is a different star wars this is it's impactful it's it's very good Good. i gotta watch it it's not action-packed not at all that's don't think of it like it it's just a really good narrative but cool nonetheless yeah that's that's how i got into it very cool. Bam. 30 minutes in, boys. You want to just dive right into it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, where do we want to go? God of War? I think that's the big topic of the hour. I do want to talk about reviews overall over the past few weeks, but I think God of okay. War is the right place to begin. Uh, God of War launched... Uh, sorry, did not launch. God of War launches on the 8th, and reviews went live this morning. Uh, with The 9th, two... isn't it? Is it not the 9th? I thought it was the 8th. Anyway. Well, maybe whatever. Next week, next week, yes. got a war launch next, next week. week. Yeah. This recording, uh, but that's the ninth, by the way. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Reviews have gone live with two near universal acclaim, tens on nearly every single outlet. However, dead game, Metacritic ninety four, not ninety five. There's no way to recover. Honestly, I think um, let's just call it a day, man. I think Sony definitely peaked with the the ninety five, and it's really and, downhill with this ninety four. I think I'm ob- yeah. obligated to say because I have Xbox in, in my show title yeah. um, that uh, Forza did better or some ridiculous mm-hmm. other comparison. Mm-hmm. Saw a Twitter post from it. It was yeah. uh, I blew my mind. Yeah, I'm just could... gonna put out there that Red Dead Redemption Two is a 97. So 
And proving once I mean, again that reviews don't matter. Good, good. <laughs> haven't played it. Tried to buy again, it. Again, <laughs> hasn't played it. <laughs> the usual. Hey, Still so not I beat sure. that one. I beat that one. You did. Well, you said you didn't do the uh, epilogue. Oh, I didn't do the. Well, I did most of the epilogue. I was like, I can't stand this. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're I off gotta track. Go. No, no, I stopped. I can tell you the point I stopped. I'm getting groceries with my f***ing son. <laughs> what epilogue? Wait, wait. Okay, I got to get groceries in this run. Game? All right, sorry, 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 sorry. You love it, you love it. I don't care. You, you missed the point. You missed the point. But anyway, anyway. Uh, what was the point? No. The Kirkland sucks. I'm not doing this. We're not. We're not doing cast co-op DMs. The show because that's what we're it's not. been so far. That's right. Um, sorry. Continue. Uh, no, I was gonna say. Uh, so I guessed a 91 for this game. I think the yeah. thing that um, I haven't played it. We did. We didn't. Um, Steve is reviewing it for us. Uh, I don't play it until next week. Um, the thing that surprised me with the 94s and getting a lot of 10s again is I think the big question with this game was, and even some of the reviews have said, this game's a lot like God of War 2018, which I think we expected it to be. And that's I mean, not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. But I thought that um, I was concerned that it would feel not flat, certainly not flat, but like uh, less impactful maybe because of the impact the reboot had in 2018 and kind of revisiting that same type of game, same type of performance, et cetera, uh, would impact it. But seemingly from what we've seen of the reviews and I've gone dark on it. So, yeah. you know, I'm not looking at a lot of stuff, but it doesn't sure. seem like that's the case. I, the worst thing I read is that it kind of meanders early, but that it really builds up and kind of culminates to a incredible experience. So. Yeah. Um, Steve, when we were talking, he talked about how this does a really great job because I'm like, how do they, you know, how do they depower you? You know, every sequel, it starts off and you're like, I don't know, I feel like you're Sonic with all your coins and there's burst out of you. And then you're just back to level one when last game you were at level 100. They, you know, he said something along the lines of this is probably one of the best sequels in, in that regard because you don't feel like you are, you know, Kratos just dropped his satchel and looking at you, Aloy, and I lost all my equipment. That it, it, you start off with a lot of the things you already had from 2018, and this game is now teaching you how to use those things differently, if that makes any sense. Um, so in that regard, cool. I, I want to, I want to play with some deeper or play with ideas that maybe. They had um, some deeper thoughts of certain weapons. I don't want to say them. Um, and it seems like that's that's what they went for this game. But he also said it is. it is This is more God of War 2018. You know, the combat isn't wildly different, which, good. I really did like 2018's combat. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the variety of enemies, there is more variety, but not like a huge amount, which I was kind of like taken back by. I was like, all right. But the mini bosses and the bosses, I think that's where we're going to see the most variety come from God of Good. War Ragnarok. I think that um, was one of the things lacking in 2018, big time. Yeah, and I and I the one thing that I wanted to get from him too was I go so you know the story, not nothing spoilerish, but I'm like, you know, how was it? He's like, it's the characters, the way that they've written them is that's where this game's truly going to shine. And I mm -hmm. asked him like, so like Thor, is he this Thanos character or is he more of a 
do they humanize him? And he's just like a little bit of all both. Right. All right. Yeah, you're teetering on things I don't want to hear. Okay, I'm te- but that's where I was going to stop. So <laughs> I'm very when once I go dark on a game, I don't want to hear anything about it. Oh, that's right. That's actually where yeah. I was going to stop. Um, so okay. everything that I've I've heard so far, it it is more God of War 2018, but more refined. Um, okay. and playing with some ideas that they have. Because uh, even 2018, you had really interesting characters that were threatening, were in, in, imposing, but you felt for them, at least in the, in certain scenes, you could feel how they were feeling in that moment. So, yeah, cool. uh, I'm I'm all in, and I was actually super relieved at the review score um, because the one thing that I hate during any game, especially when it's a PlayStation or an Xbox first party thing. Um, God forbid the sequel rates slightly lower (laughs) (laughs) or maybe even just slightly above Mm -hmm. uh, the the sequel. Like, I don't believe that sequels have to be (sighs) I've poor wording. It's been a long day, but like every sequel has to be of God of War 2018 was a 95. This has to be a 96. Like it could be a 90. Be an eighty-eight. We should all be yeah. so lucky is to get more of the game we love. Like whatever game is your favorite, Cyberpunk. For me, it's Arkham Knight. For people, it's got away. Whatever the game is that you love, getting more of it, like that's a great thing. And if this is more God of War 2018, count me in all day. Like I'm so excited for that prospect because simply put, I love God of War 2018. I think it's the best game ever made. Why wouldn't I want more? Sure. You know, so I think uh, whether it lives up to, or sorry, whether it surpasses the other one or just lives up to it, like it's still a great video game, better than ninety nine percent of the gaming experiences out there. And maybe yes. I just get that because I'm yeah. a Star Wars fan, and so like you know, we all know Empire's the best Star Wars, but I still love Jedi. You know, uh, I still love Rogue One. It's my favorite one. Um, but like you can love a solo and still go, yeah, his solo is not as good as Empire. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we as uh, the gaming community get stuck on that a lot. It's like you know the latest has to be our favorite one. And hey, yeah, Ragnarok think, may uh, just be, but like it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I completely agree with you guys. I think that I think that's part of the the detriment of our gaming community social space, right? I don't think anyone that uh, is in general gaming community that doesn't live on Twitter or YouTube or anything else that just plays games, minding their own business is going to buy this game, play it, and they're just going to love it. And whether they love it more than 2018 or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's going to be to Luke's point. And it, it's clearly another excellent video game. I know I'm not as high on 2018 as you guys are, even though I still think it's an amazing game. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm super pumped, man. I can't wait. Um, I actually took next Thursday and Friday off of work. Um, I have some extra time to use. So between halo update on, the tuesday and god of war on wednesday and i got the jotun edition or jotun whatever however you say it um i am pumped and you can't see it because it's in the corner but that's the god of war ps4 right there nice i have a Uh, i just redid my room i got god of uh, you can't see because of the lighting but like with by the way cast co-op purple uh there (laughs) but yeah god of war statue i got the the hammer one whichever one the hammer is ains yeah yeah, there's two. I think you might have got the same one. The yeah. collectors, not the That's top top one. I was I didn't go that far, but I got the one with the hammer. I don't need a yeah. vinyl. I'll, I'll never use. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. That's kind of where I was. I just wanted the statue, and yeah. um, 
I'm stoked, man. I also have Friday off next week, cool. and I'm I'm there. And yeah, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. Um, yeah, I'm 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 pumped about everything, and and I I completely agree with the concept of the whole. This one better score is high. It's we're going to have the same conversation with Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah. Too is you know it's one of the highest scoring games of all time, despite my personal thoughts on it. And people are going to expect that the next one is going to hit that same bar. And if it does, great. If it doesn't, okay, it can still be a yeah. fantastic game that millions of people love. So all of that aside, I the one thing that I'm really excited about, one of my criticisms of 2018, is that. As much as I loved some of the moments in that game, and especially I love the writing with Mimir, I think he was a fantastic kind of addition so to that journey. Yeah. Most of the exposition, which is kind of meaningful to the story, comes very late. It's like they did the same thing with Zero Dawn, a Horizon. It's like, okay, a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. Here's everything that's happened. Um, and so from what, what I've read of the very light kind of summaries I've read, they many people are saying the writing is phenomenal in this game um and i love to hear that so i'm i'm yeah i'm super excited i i'm curious if you guys experience this at all because we're talking about like people loving and hating and, and going after in social media spaces how, how people feel and review about games quite a bit i have found that i no longer enjoy talking about games in social spaces or i'll leave group chats or i won't talk about certain games anymore or i'll double down yeah like i learned maybe not talk about fucking cyberpunk because we'll go on a 15 minute tangent that goes nowhere (laughs) well i mean like and kind of yeah kind of like i i really took i i struggled my way through gotham knights but i found that i liked a lot of elements of it and and the end at the end of the journey once i stopped trying to make it an arkham game it's like, you know what? I really do like this game, but it was not at all the same thing. Joe, you look like you're having a seizure. Are you okay over there, buddy? No, I'm fighting a seizure. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. That was very... I, I know what seizures look like. I, I've, I've seen them firsthand. All right. Someone please clip it. Joe's face there. We can use that. Um, anywho, uh, I don't like talking about it much anymore because as the guy who liked Anthem, as the guy who enjoyed Crackdown, who also enjoyed The Witcher and God of War and Breath of the Wild and other highly related games. I think Avengers is your most well-known one. That's yeah, right. man. Like, let me like something. You know, let me like it for the reason. Let me I like, like Biomutant, guys. Damn it. You know what? Nah. You know what? <laughs> nah, I can't do that. <laughs> we all no, have other things. No, I, I get what you say, Luke. Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of there too. Um, I just want to, like, one person's like, you know, Joe, you say like you're tired of The Last of Us. This is when like The Last of Us remake came out. You're tired mm-hmm. of this discussion between one and two, but man, do you like to bash Red Dead 2 like an awful lot? And mm-hmm. I got some introspective like thoughts there. I was like, you know what? I, sh- I should stop that um, because like I'm playing a bit. Like I obviously don't mean it in, in terms of like you, Ains, I don't care that you like Red Dead 2 is like your favorite game of all time. I'm glad that it's your favorite game of all time that that type of thing. it's not yeah. but it's up there. but it's up there for me yeah. it's not but like i don't want to yuck your yum so that's gonna be <laughs> my new mission because like for all the people like for the last of us part one like oh look it didn't rate as high as uh as is you know the original on ps3 my brother played that for the first time because of the show and he loved it so much now he's playing part two and it's so interesting to see someone that didn't have to have the conversation about the game 
He's just experiencing it. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what I was referring to with God of War, right? Like yeah. this little circle of Twitter, social media space that we live in every day. It doesn't matter to the millions of people going out yeah. to Target and buying their copy. They're going to yeah. play it and love it. Yeah. Like even the golf, like my my brother, I, I gave him a round of applause because I was just like, we, <laughs> we had a, it revolves around spoilers. So I won't get into it for Last of Us, but we had like this series of talk of like, you know, who do you think the main character actually is in, in Last of Us and all that? And um, and he was getting them right. And the one moment that I loved was he goes, I had to kill someone that I didn't want to kill. And that made me feel. It, it made me feel weird. And he's like, but I ultimately really liked it. And I wonder why that's the case, why I had to kill that person. And I'm like, damn, I think you're about to fuck around to find out. <laughs> and that that to me is it's it's awesome seeing it firsthand of like my brother is loving both Last of Us and Part Two. And none of the dialogue, none of the spoilers, he's just experiencing it for the first time. So I, I really wanna take a step back when we're you know, making a little jab just to understand the little jabs are, are playful. Like cyberpunk, if you love it and you love the open world, it's fine. Awesome. Go love it. Go for it. But, um, but yeah, like the, the whole review conversation and speaking about games now, it comes, I feel like from such a defensive stance where it's mm-hmm. like, well, if you don't 100% love God of War 2018 mm-hmm. and you don't think it's a masterpiece, you go straight to hell. You know, did you see that? Did you see that. the comments that GameSpot was getting for giving it a nine? People were going off. People who haven't played the game yeah. were going off saying they should have gave it a ten, and they were attacking um, what's his name, one of the well-known guys on Twitter for giving yeah. it a nine. Well, here's the thing, 20? too. It's like Call of Duty with the IGN giving it a six. A six. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and I played that campaign, and I'm here to tell you it's one of my favorite like Call of Duty campaigns. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be even really crazier and be a real chat about it, but like. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is one of my favorite games this year. And I look at that six and I go, yeah, I could see how he got there. Not mm-hmm. the score I would have given it, but that's mm-hmm. fine. And I don't need to attack them. I'm like content. I'm like, okay, cool. He, they didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. That's it's one fine. person's opinion. That's literally what it is. It's one what person's it is. I have... and, and if you, sorry, Luke, I was just going to okay. say, because I've had this conversation many, many times and Travis and I talk about it a lot, which is it's one person's opinion. And if they're doing their job as a reviewer, if you actually take time, which most of these clowns don't, take time and read the review, they you should be able to see how they got to where they got. Yeah. Um, that that's as simple as that. And you may disagree with it, and that's fine. There's you don't have to agree with uh with reviews. Enjoy yeah. it. There's plenty of games that are fours and fives that I've enjoyed in my time. Yeah. You play I've done. reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I uh <Not> me. <laughs> I'll tell you this guys I've been making a, making a conscious effort in the last probably year and a half to not uh, as Joe put it yuck anyone's yum like really and truly to not go after people's opinions um more and more in the last year I would say and I, I mean when we're not playing the bit right like when we're not making the jokes about Red Dead yes. or, or when we're not playing the bit I've been making a conscious effort and I would welcome somebody to scan my twitter twitter and i'll be like yo did were you because i bet i bet you 10 years ago douche like i was just not i was going after people's opinions and i don't think i do that anymore and i tr- at least i try not to i'd be dismayed to find out that i am because 
it really sucks when people do that to you, whether you, regardless, right? It's an opinion. And I am excited because at some point Travis is going to come on and we're going to do a spoiler cast for Gotham Knights, a game that cool. maybe doesn't need one, right? But like totally get where he's coming from. I get his review. I even agree with a lot of it. Still had a blast, right? I'm anxious to play. I, it's same with, with plenty of other games. And when I see people attack you someone for enjoying something because of a review it's like yo dog there are a lot of there are a lot of games out there that review very poorly at launch because that's not how the way games work anymore or they're meant to evolve or uh they're looking for something that that needs to be there in an objective conversation that's worth debating graphics or frame rate uh response input delays but the fun factor is the intangible part and that is where it's like you can't attack someone for enjoying something, yeah. you know, yeah. like that's the yeah. part that makes me so upset. And I, and I think the uh, one thing to jump on, and maybe this is where we could switch to the 30 FPS talk is like Gotham Knights. Like you, we're not saying you must just consume and only consume, but I'm not going to sit here and post time and time again about you know gotham is only 30 fps and look at this weird thing this guy's in a wall like i'm i'm tired of that uh it's it's not it's Boring. not interesting it's the constant like you know adding gotham knights going when you're gonna add a 60 fps like that stuff is really you can air your disappointment but don't make it your personality and i see that a lot with people and i've now been starting just to call them out on it i see a lot of people now finally <laughs> picking up gotham knights enjoying it I go, oh, but I thought you were not day. I thought no day one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't care. You bought it first week. That that's helping them. You bought it full price. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You used the Target gift card. You still, they still got that money. Mm-hmm. You you didn't teach them anything. Um, you know that is to me the tiring thing is seeing these people complain, bitch, moan, holler, and then consume. <laughs> and <Right>. it's like. <laughs> That uh, that didn't help anyone, and it definitely didn't help the people that were making this game. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll air my grievance of Gotham Knights, but I'm still excited to get my hands on it eventually. That's a great call. Yeah, and, and and instead of being uber critical and making it my personality, it's like a follow up to you. I made it's like, hey, review scores are in, but I'm really rooting for this team to to you know bring this game around. Whatever's yeah. not working, I hope they fix to to make it work whatever that is. And um, I think we need more of that mm-hmm. less of uh, look, look at this picture. Very <laughs> much so. Ray tracing. Making it yeah. the personality is the part that I think is so frustrating. Like I really do wish more games were 60 frames as a standard. Absolutely. hundred percent. I don't know. How, I don't know where you would come off in defending that, but also like, that's not a fun factor element, right? That's a, yeah. That's a digital foundry. That's a Twitter conversation. And simply put, like, not where I'm I'm there. And we're picking, I say we, but like the gaming community, I should say, picks and chooses when and how they want to attack uh, different elements of, of visuals, of aesthetics, of graphics. Like, I got to tell you, I'm seeing this RTX mess about Halo Infinite. Maybe my eyes suck, but I'm like, this doesn't look good. Like, that doesn't look good in that little, like, divider thing where they've got something on left and right. I don't see... One I, don't see I think they're it's the same about, picture. They're talking. <laughs> they're talking about adding. It's funny you mentioned that because I was going to bring that up. Is Please. you guys are kind of touching on part of the problem in my eyes, which is we are way too focused on the technical specifications yes. of games today. As much yes. and believe me, I appreciate them as much as anyone. I literally rebuilt a 
effing home theater for uh, app Dolby Atmos and 120 FPS and HDMI 2.1 and everything when uh, Halo Infinite launched. But th- one thing Elu at SG is really good about calling out is when if you think about all the great times you've had with video games through your life and all the amazing games you've played and your memories of whatever it was that you really enjoyed, I can almost guarantee you none of it had to do with the technical specifications of the game. It's because the game was fun. You played it with friends. You played it with your family, whatever it may be. And so while I think there is a place for the conversation, uh, so you can understand just, you know, some people are fascinated by tech. I'm one of them. But it's far too prevalent, the leading thing in conversations as mm-hmm. we talk about new game releases. And it's just exhausting. And I'm pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty sick of it. And just to touch on the other thing you guys were talking about with game reviews, and I know I've said this many times, especially as someone who kind of runs an outlet that does reviews, is the the one to ten scale and the whole if it's not a seven or greater uh it's not worth playing is that's also exhausting there's so many good experiences out there that can be flawed and and sometimes flawed in significant ways that can still be very very fun or they can be in a genre that you enjoy or uh tell a good story or have good gameplay mechanics whatever it may be an aspect of the game that's really good and i'm just i think all of us and I'm, I'm speaking for myself as well, need to be more mature about the way we, we handle these conversations. But the less, the other thing I would say, and I preach this all the time, as you guys know, is the less we engage with it, the better off we're all going to be. Mm-hmm. Agree? And, I, I, you know, it, it actually, <laughs> you said the next uh, Legend of Zelda, it's like, I'm going to be pretty surprised that game hits, uh, you know, a solid 30 FPS. You know, you get into the woods, <laughs> it was like the lost woods in that game, and things get oh, choppy. Oh, it's bad. But yeah. here's the reason why, like, though, in retrospect, I don't think that game hits as high for me, but, and I don't want to get into specific, you know, why. But, like, the moments that I had in the same room with my brother playing it undocked and we're asking each other tips and tricks and all that stuff um, while we're just playing it and, and having different experiences with it, like, those are the memories that I think about. Like I think about when playing games like Splatoon, I, I think about the, my memories with you know our, our good late friend Bobby and that yeah. community and growing me as a creator because of that simple game. And I forget about how many times it kicks me out of a goddamn match. <laughs> um, it's you know games are more than yeah the FPS counter at the top right of a screen, uh, mm-hmm. and not to say that you know it can't break an experience either you can have memorable experiences because you try to play half-life on an og xbox and that just all went to hell but (laughs) still i I think there's a great point to be made that we have to kind of stop interacting with the narrative of the fps and and whatnot because i think the 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 main thing here is we focus so much on the technical aspect but we don't know much about the technical aspect. We've been told that, like, you know, the Xbox has 13 teraflips and the, you know, PS5 has 11, and that should matter because of reasons. We're told about ray tracing, but we don't understand how it's truly implemented, why it truly matters, but we just been told that it matters. It goes back to the point of, like, complain, but consume. Mm-hmm. So... You know, for me, yeah, I would love to play every game at like 60 FPS if I could. I, I wouldn't, or more more than that, I would like to never see my screen, you know, flicker or, or stutter, rather. But that's going to happen. And uh, it's because it you're playing Bloodborne. 
That's because yeah, exactly it's because I'm <laughs> playing Bloodborne and I breached the goddamn uh, you know bridge in, in Old Yarna. But I still love that game. That's actually probably the best point, man. Like there are times they're playing Bloodborne. I'm like, I could pull a picture book and start flipping it, and it has more frames than this thing. But Bloodborne is my personality. I love that game so much. It means so much to me. Though technically speaking, it's kind of a potato at times. Doesn't take away that Bloodborne is one of my favorite games of all time. That's been my TED Talk. I think uh, we have so many games that are coming out that are high profile. And when you look at each one, there's been each one's had its own community in response to that. And when you watch it, who's reviewing, how they're reviewing it, and the flack that they get for it, it just reminds me once again that games are meant to be fun. And I don't care anymore but i do pull myself away from conversations and sometimes i'm just happier when i don't talk about something which sucks because you want to share what you love you know yeah Yeah, i mean you guys know very well how much time i have in halo infinite i still play it almost every day play it competitively Mm -hmm. um and you know the the battles that have gone on with that game over the past several months um Mm -hmm. and i post about it all the time and it's you you kind of have to take it like many things in life which is like uh just water running off your back man you know if mm-hmm. people are going to be sour about it and try to come into your comments to tell you that it's bad to play it mm-hmm. i mute them and move on just like most of those people yep yeah that's yeah, what i've learned to do as well just like going on like what i like to do now <laughs> this is just me guys you can yell at me don't yell at me in the comments uh but like <laughs> i like to go on elon threads and just start muting people it's like so therapeutic. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of it, guys. And honestly, I feel like we could get to the point where we could talk this guy down to getting check marks for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just got to troll him a little bit more, and I think he's going to do it. But, like, yeah, like, there, there are some people I'm just I can't. Sorry, got to get a, you, you, you get muted. And maybe you come back, but uh, there, I, I can't do it. There was a, a thread that a friend of SG came and put up with some dumb Xbox troll kid uh, who I, I just I blocked him a long time ago because he just goes out of his way to attack PlayStation sure. uh, and it was just just going off about uh, I couldn't remember if it was the Series S or God of War or something. And I was just like, man, I'm so glad that's not in my life. Like, you just yeah. can't, yeah. you know, I like it's tiring. It's just exhausting. And and the time like more and more i guess it's because i'm getting older um the older you get the more experiences you have and the more experiences you have the more likely you are to have some that hurt or not healthy or they're bad but like as i watch real world stuff happen i'm like whatever (laughs) shut up i enjoy being batman or i like being a pirate or i like (laughs) being a spartan or what just leave me alone i don't care i don't care I, i just don't and quite quite similarly in the content creation space that we inhabit and because we're cast co-op, uh, I don't mind saying I get really tired of watching the, the inward battle of who gets what code and who doesn't. I hate that mess. It's exhausting. And, it, just, and I, I, when I get caught up in it, which I do, I, there are times where I'm just like, Oh my gosh, why do I care? And I shouldn't. And it's so unhealthy and it takes away my enjoyment. And uh, well, it's like, real talk. It's like when anybody Canadian gets a code from PlayStation, I get hurt. Like, <laughs> I have to understand that that that's not actually PlayStation. That's just an agency in Canada. I still have to understand that my <laughs> my journey is different than theirs, and my trajectory is going to be different from theirs. And um, and it's it's something that you, again, it's like the imposter syndrome. It's like you didn't get it because you're a piece of shit. 
It's the, the, little, the little like voice in your head that you just gotta ignore because it's dumb and it's just insecurities and, and anxiety talking to you, you know? Yep. Yep. And and silly because you know, amidst being frustrated by column A, I'm getting wins in column B. Exactly. And like all of us, it's like, oh, I'm focusing on the negative and I'm doing the one thing I'm telling other people not to do. So stupid. So stupid. And it's like, I know, I know better than this. Uh, I know better than to care if somebody likes what, what game I like. I mean, Ains, you and I are staunch defenders of Anthem, right? I'm the guy that Forever. enjoyed Crackdown next to Breath of the Wild and Witcher and God of War. But, like, I still enjoyed it, you know? And it's like, I know better. But when I get weak or frustrated and then it starts bothering me, I'm like, oh, what is this? <laughs> and what honestly, this? the only reason why, like, I'll troll you guys because I like you guys. And that's maybe a toxic <laughs> trait of mine because, you know, <laughs> having this fantasy critic league, I only care about review scores. I truly, I mean this wholeheartedly. I only <laughs> sure care about uh, review scores when it means I got to troll Sean Capri about it. <laughs> which i do on a daily i'll just go in on our thread i'll be like i'm in your fucking head right now sean i'm in your fucking head I, I know what you're thinking i know what you have for lunch i know what you're thinking about having for dinner and you know that's that is i don't know fun for me because we all know it's a bit of a gag mm-hmm. we all know if i could take a british term we're just taking the piss out of it mm-hmm. well played yep. sir well played well, um by the way who had god of war oh i did Nice. They had Elden Ring, but Ooh, they also had Elysium. Uh, sorry, Valkyrie Elysium, and Scorn. All right, here's here's a fun one. Who Not having Scorn. Played... Come on. Uh, they did. Uh, by, and... by the way, uh, God of War is not as high as Elden Ring, so uh, God of War is not worth playing. Sorry. What do you guys Damn. think, though? Uh, what do you think? Game of the year, God of War, Elden Ring. What's it going to be? Yeah, play them. Having yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying right now, having not because I want to do a comparison thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. Having not played God of War, but knowing that it's more God of War, where you fall. As you guys like to say a lot, real talk. What I was telling someone the other day is God of War, we pretty much know it's going to be fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to enjoy my time with it. I'm going to take my time with it because I'm not reviewing it, thank God. Uh, and I'm going to enjoy and savor every bit of that experience. But the things that make Elden Ring special to me, and I think many others, given the audience of that game, are so um, both unique and different from your generic, not generic's a bad word, your general experience with big AAA blockbusters that I don't think God of War, for me, stands a chance. Um, because but- it, would, it, it would have to do things so far outside of what God of War is supposed to do yeah. To to be in that realm, the sense of uh, explore exploration, discovery, kind of uh, animosity, animosity. I can't speak right now to Joe's point. It's been a long ass day, uh, but the exploring that world and just the sense of discovery you get from every nook and cranny of this massive world. That's not what God of War is, yeah. but and that's I can't hold God of War to that standard because that's not what the game's trying to be. Um, yeah. So for me, because those things are incredibly important to how I enjoy big open world games uh nothing's gonna touch elden ring i'll be surprised if something touches elden ring in the next few years i just don't see it happening uh luke you gotta tell my mother to settle down i i'm hearing her through the walls right now um no i broke her i broke you (laughs) you know the next one i was thinking luke i do um (laughs) so for me i think um yeah, oh, they're, sorry, they're... not to cut you off, Joe, real quick. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, all that, all of what I just said, I think God of War will win Game of the Year at Video Game Awards. Oh, interesting. I still, I think it's Elden Ring. I don't think it's Elden Ring. I think it's God of War because <laughs> Elden Ring's narrative is very difficult to follow. It's, because of it's Sony model is going to win out in the end. I think so. It's going to happen. And, and mm. Sony's model is something I wish more companies would adopt. I'm not saying it's a bad model. I'm just saying yeah, that yeah. that the, the um, character driven third person adventure model yeah. that is partially linear partially you know yeah. you can kind of do your thing is gonna Agreed. win out yeah i don't know i think i think actually this may be if if this game is, so i asked steve this i go because i know he loved elden ring he platted elden ring and i i i go so before we we, we start recording up so what's your game of the year right now and he's like man i can't tell you like it's the thing I'll be battling for the next month. So that that had me excited because I'm like, man, these are what one game is a sequel to a game that I think is again one of my favorite games of all time, and then one is a game from my favorite developer of all time, which is from mm-hmm. Software. And so, like, I'm just eating either way. Right. But for me, uh, Elder Ring's gonna be a tough beat. And Elden Ring was a game that I didn't want to, and I know this sounds really weird, but I didn't want to love as much as I did because I didn't want it to replace Bloodborne for me. <laughs> yeah, subconsciously. But they, what Ainge, what you said, I think is perfect. Like the water cooler moments that Elden Ring has is something special because most of us are going to approach an NPC like Patches, but we're all going to choose something different. Are we going to trust patches or are we going to straight up kill them? Or did we get invaded by an NPC or, or you know, a, a real player while we we're fighting a, a, a dragon? Like all those things happen. So like and how they play out, like you could play a, one scenario, but it, it plays out so differently for, for each. I was person just going to say, I've played that game three, three times uh, and different things happen each time. Yeah. Um, and you can play it in countless different ways. Whereas with God of War, I know what I'm getting. And that's, again, yeah. not a bad thing. Um, it's just different. Yeah. So for me, I think if I just had to say right now, Elder Ring's going to win it for me. Um, and I think it's going to win at the Game Awards uh, as well. If I had the, the Jeff Keighley Awards, if I had any any guess. Because I think, well, think, think of that, think of that game also reached a different audience. I'm sorry to cut you off. But I just no. thought that's important uh, for me that Elden Ring was able to hit the masses in such a different way than other from software games that I think that's also telling as well. So many people going, this is my first from software game and I beat it like that. That I think means a lot. It's still one of the top games streaming right now, which is wild to think yeah. about. And it's already becoming one of the best selling games of all time. But think of 2018 and all jokes aside, because I'm going to make one right now, but 2018 with Red Dead 2, Red Dead 2 sold more, bigger audience, and was rated higher than God of War, and yet True. God of War won. That's because so. Sony paid Jeff Keighley off because Jeff Keighley and, and Jim Ryan kissed. <laughs> okay, all right, two questions. Two questions before yes. I forget them. Do you think that's why God of War review codes went out as early as they did, specifically so that people could vote for game awards? Second question, I don't think Red Dead 2 is thought of as fondly despite the numbers that are objectively accurate what you said i don't think it's thought of as fondly as god of war is do you think that uh has anything to do with the game awards 
I know. I I'll disagree with that one, Ains, so that you don't have to you don't have to attack. Luke. I think Red Dead Two is looked back fondly. Really? Uh, yeah, I do think it's looked back fondly. I I see a lot of people post like positively about it. Though again, I think Red Dead One was better. <laughs> but well, I think remember, it's, it's also multi-platform, right? Whereas yeah. God of War is not. And I think God of War, the reason why it's remembered so fondly, it was it did something truly different in a reboot um and 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 i think for triple a games in general that one that one cut is is awesome and then some other things so yeah i i, I yeah i don't know if like red dead is looked back not fondly there's no data that's going to prove that either way right it's sure. that's yeah. us guessing so but so, anyway you know, stop talking out of your ass luke I was asking. I was asking. <laughs> I think. I um, Do you believe that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly, I I'll, just to close out my point on this. I don't care. I don't yeah. give a shit. I don't. I don't care who wins what award at the game awards. Uh, I adore Elden Ring more than nearly any other game in the history of gaming. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure that Ragnarok is going to be in the conversation of some of the best experiences I've had. Um, and I'm gonna love both of them for a long time, so that's all that matters. Yeah, I don't care when and, it's an Eldering and God of War, I care when it's like Joe Schmo game that no one played or no one cared, or like when it's an Oscar win for like the movie no uh, one ever watched kind of thing. Yeah, and because it's a hoity toity sure. thing, I get upset in those moments, but when it's a God of War and an Elden Ring, like God bless, you know, yeah. <laughs> I can I can see what, what you're getting at here. And yeah, like I don't need the Jeff Keighley Awards to vindicate like my another one of my favorite games of all time is Ghost of Tsushima. And um I wasn't upset that The Last of Us ran train that year. <laughs> like it was it was fine because I still love Ghost. And I know that both of those and whoever wins, you know, is an incredible studio with incredible people inside of it. So yeah. Um I also am one with, I listened to the podcast that called All the Airwaves with uh, Phil Spencer, uh, where Phil Spencer's like, I really hope that Colt of the Lamb is in the conversation of Game of the Year. And I'm like, mm. I'm right there with you. Because I loved, 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 loved that game. And I'm like, it, it does. It deserves to be in that conversation. I see a lot of people, again, I, I joke with you guys about this all the time. And it's like, I, I, I hate when people say I see a lot of people because it doesn't prove anything, right? All it proves is mm-hmm. in your specific circle is what you're seeing. But um, Plague Tale is very highly rated. Um, and it is, uh, you know, I, I, do know, I, do, I, I do know some people that have it all the way up as their game of the year. I don't yeah. think it's going to, nothing's going to beat out Elden Ring or God of War. Um, but I think it'll be a contender. You know, it'll be on the list. Hey, could we could we talk about um, the PSVR two? Yes, I would. I was literally going to bring that up next. Oh, go for it then. PSVR two. Uh, so again, <laughs> I thought you had like the whole thing. <laughs> no, like, oh, no, no, not at all, not at all. Um, PSVR two uh, announced this. Well, not announced this week, but the release date's February twenty second. It is going to retail for five forty nine in the U.S. There is a Horizon Call of the Mountain bundle that you can get for five ninety nine in the U.S. And the only only accessory, Joe, keep me honest here, that I've seen is the uh, the handle charging pad uh, for fifty dollars forty nine ninety nine. Um, I am there day one. I've already registered to buy it. Um, 
I said before, I think when we talked about when it was announced, uh, I'm super excited about this. I think the the conversation, obviously, since the announcement has been around the price because it's expensive, but uh, here's where I stand on it. it. It's it's pricey because I think it's being considered pricey for two reasons. One, it's more than a PS5, which is kind of funny, but it um it's more than we typically see for a console peripheral, right? Like console peripherals are usually not in the conversation to the degree that PC peripherals are. Whereas what Sony has chosen to do with PSVR 2 is they've used tech that is very advanced. Um, and they've basically said, we're going to do VR more seriously this time than we did PSVR 1. And quite frankly, there's a cost of admission for advanced VR. That's just what it is. Um, and I have been one that has been saying since early last year, and I don't want to go back on my word, is I say all the time, for both the consoles and other hardware that comes out in the console space, give me more expensive, more powerful stuff. I don't care. Like, give me the option. The Series X and the PS5 for me were awesome, but I'm also of the opinion you could have made a Series X Pro uh, for 800 and I would have bought it day one. Um, so that's just me, obviously. Um, but I, I do like, personally, that they decided to go high-end or higher-end with the VR this time around. I appreciate that. I'm going to be there day one. I just hope that uh, they have a uh, good content plan because I don't want to get vetted again. That is my biggest, pro- that's my biggest problem. It's like, okay, the content looks, uh, uh, reading from the PlayStation lifestyle, like here's all the games. It's like over 40 at this point. I'm like, all right, but show me more. Like, let me yeah. see. Let me, let me see. I, like, I, I would even like to see like, here's some 2024 game. You know what I mean? Like I need, I need to see a roadmap and extensive with all the pit stops on it. That's what I get worried about because you know luke and i talked about this a bit on the trophy room this week that um and i'll I'll dive in a little bit more here that psvr you too has a has a mountain to climb because a lot of the psvr owners don't exist anymore (laughs) like (laughs) a lot of them are feel like sony killed them jim jim ryan killed them didn't jim ryan Ryan killed killed them no but they're like this thing's (laughs) collecting dust right or like you know it feels like sony kind of just gave up developing for this thing halfway through because they saw it was it was successful and they're like okay so the beta is out now let's make the real thing and that's what psvr2 is at least that's like the the sense you know the temperature in the room right now so it has a mountain to climb to win back those people to say hey invest again in this idea uh because this time we have the tech that's gonna back it up uh and at the same exact time, I don't understand the outrage of like it's quote unquote expensive because it's. I, I love what Travis said on Twitter. It's like, dude, this is still like a a thousand dollar thing, like that. That's all you need to to get into VR at this point, yeah. or or good VR is is yeah. that where you take a you take a look at like other VR headsets and they're expensive and you still got to plug them into a thousand two thousand dollar rig in order to play these games so like yeah looking at it it might price you out (laughs) i totally understand that but i don't think this thing is a for the masses and b i think this is them aiming for the audience that they think they can hit in the vr space to get people on board 
with, with entering the PlayStation ecosystem. So that's what I think about this. I, I don't think it's actually that. And it sounds crazy. You could call me family, whatever. I, I don't think it's that um, the price tag scaring me in any way. I I knew that was going to be the price. You know, not because of any <laughs> inside stories. It's just like, yeah, everybody says that this is impressive tech inside this headset. Why the why the hell did you think it was going to be three hundred bucks? Yeah, you know? I think I originally said two ninety nine with a three ninety nine bundle, and then as they detailed more of it, and everything's happened the past year that has happened, I said, okay, I'm going up to, I forget what I said. I think I said uh, three ninety nine base with a four ninety nine bundle. So I was still off, but that's fine. Um, and last thing I'll add before you add your comments or uh, thoughts, Luke, is um, two two things really. One, I would be a hypocrite if. I would say all the time that I want higher end stuff in the console space and not support this. So I almost in a way feel obligated (laughs) to say they finally provided something that's advanced. I'm going to be there day one and support it and hopefully buy as many good games as they offer. Now I do have a question for you, Ains though, because we talk about like the support aspect. I'll let you get to the other point too. The thing that worries me is like, this is all through a blog post. Like I would have loved a state of play. Oh, no, I I would have like, I think they still have to do one. Yeah. Like, you can't just be like, and here's several little small videos for these really weird PSVR games. Like, no, like, show me this, show me the state of play with these things. Because I think the other, go for it. No, I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off. I don't mean to. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, That, you know, the the one thing I I think is they have shown us a lot of PSVR 2 stuff, but it Mm -hmm. was just so long ago. Like, they did show us Saints and Sinners 2, and it looks great. They did show us Horizon, and it looks great, but it's out of the mind's eye. And so we're all thinking about the here and now yet again. And again, the pageantry, this is a new hardware. You want to celebrate it. Uh, get people excited by it. I don't think a blog post is going to get new customers in the door. That's that was agree, my, and I have yeah. a conspiracy theory for that. Oh, okay, um, me too. The, I want to hear yours. The, the, the only last point I was going to make is, I, for right or wrong, it feels like the console space is becoming more um, open to higher end pricing. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that the consoles this time around were five hundred bucks each, generally speaking. Um, they're selling better than anything before. You know, they haven't had a problem selling at $500 like they would have 20 years ago. Uh, a lot, tons of people that we know have two and $300 headsets. We have expensive memory solutions. Um, you know, I think the console space today has matured in a way beyond the traditional sense that we've known for decades, if you will, where it was like a console has, can't be over two ninety nine. dollars We're past that now. So, Let's get more serious about the gaming. And I think that's why the Series S was such a cool thing. Whole different conversation. Just yeah. the pricing. Conspiracy theory is that I think the reason they did this is that they get the price conversation over now. Okay. And then what you can do is have a state of play, say, January. Well, two reasons. Like January is where you say, here's going to be a PSVR 2 state of play for 30 minutes. We're going to show you the experiences coming to PSVR 2. Yeah. They show Call the Mountain. They show whatever else they're going to show, right? Uh, and get people hyped for it. So they can not end with the price and then leave their state of play on a sour note where people are attacking the price and forgetting about what was shown at the state that's of play. Actually, that's actually genius. Yeah, because that's all people would have thought about. Was like, wow, yeah. five. Because... Think about with like the PlayStation 5 launch. They're like, 
oh wow they did it 400 and 500 bucks this these prices will never change or go up and like everybody was <laughs> talked about the games and how competitive the prices were um and well and yeah, the opposite you, being the ps3 the famous one yeah. right where it's like oh that looks great and then they said 599 everyone was like what because um, obviously i I, so. I have the conspiracy theory of like i don't know they have much faith in it because they just saw the quarterly earnings from meta <laughs> and i'm like maybe that, <laughs> that scared them off a bit but like i feel a lot of these companies know as well when it comes to vr it's a growing space um it's yep. one that is it's, people are still trying to find what's gonna work here and um and that they're prepared to take some type of of hit um, yeah and i, I the other thing i was gonna say is i don't think they know how many they can produce just yet hardware supply supply is still strained ps5 has improved there but vr is a different beast yeah um and so they may be at a place where uh depending on how playstation direct pre-orders go in two weeks the 15th i think um they can tell okay we've got a million pre-orders or five hundred thousand, whatever it is uh, that's as many as we can produce. So we don't have to worry about selling out on day one. Uh, so we can wait to do this state of play until January, until February, because we people can be able to buy them wave off the of store years. anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So here's another question. This goes to you. <laughs> and Luke, I was going to say, Luke hasn't spoken in like 15 minutes. I think he's falling asleep. You alive? Yes. Yeah, 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 I'm good. He's about to well, go back <laughs> in the coffin. It's daytime. <laughs> 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 um but if, for you luke i need you to go out of the playstation store i need you to register <laughs> dude you already owe me 250 bucks for this dual sense <laughs> I, I know and, and and i'm good for it i swear to god i'm good for it you just you quit know? your job <laughs> i got another one don't worry about it don't worry about it. i got shit lined up it's fine it's fine trust believe in me um because playstation direct guys for the audience every time i try to check out it says error uh something about like my payment method or something and you know that's not encouraging that's luke it. his payment method doesn't work <laughs> no, no, i got a wife <laughs> i just got a car and i'm having surgery leave me alone it's fine it's fine where are you having surgery what's wrong huh <laughs> huh tell you it was mangled mangled beyond repair i don't know <laughs> <laughs> the dog went to town that's right oh god right. oh but, uh but rob frawley yeah. just said uh thank you rob he said according to ign uh they're making two million psvr2 units by march so they got a lot of them that's promising that, that's a good sign that's promising so, uh, assuming they sell it's promising uh we'll see yeah. I like Rob Frawley, by the way. He's been very active in chat tonight. And good Rob's awesome. Made. He joined us uh, over, I think, he, Rob, keep me honest here, but I'm pretty sure you came over with Hogue when he joined Big Cast and has been hanging out with the SG crew since then, I think. Oh, that's what's up. Very nice. Very cool. What up? Uh, Luke, <laughs> I, I know we talked a lot about PSVR on the Trophy Room of PlayStation mm-hmm. podcast, which you can listen to right now um, on whatever podcast service of choice. I where where are your thoughts though a different question that i didn't ask here on on the trophy room is um are you a little bit like like me a little nervous you didn't see like a state of play or do you think you're you're right there on the ains group that it probably because you know ah nervous is probably getting the price out there ahead of time is a really good 
method if that's what they were going for. The problem is I don't trust PlayStation to have good messaging right now. <laughs> I, I trust true. them to nail their... Here's the realest of real talk. Um, acknowledging that I host an Xbox show whatnot. I trust PlayStation to deliver top-tier AAA games, but I don't trust them to have good design hardware, and I don't trust them to get their messaging right. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean they don't get their messaging right at times. doesn't mean their hardware doesn't do well at times, but like PS5 is a monstrosity. I worry about that, <laughs> like what happens when I put on the PS5, PSVR 2, right? Sure. Mind you, haven't have never done any VR, right? But you're asking me about what makes me nervous. And it's like, yo, I don't know about hardware when it comes to PlayStation. And I'm not sure about their messaging. But I'm also all in on their experiences and what they've done mm. for gaming. So take that for what you will. Um, I do. I mean, I have Vita, Vita Fear, because I Vita was my favorite uh, portable Handheld. of all Vita is better than the Switch. I said it. I, I'll stand by <laughs> you're it. You're not fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Vita was more comfortable to hold, yeah. I think you're right. After a lot like long sessions were a little bit difficult. Um dude, the, Vita, the purple tunnel is immediate, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh but yeah. Oh, well, so it is for the Switch for me, but that's a whole other thing. Steam Deck's God. the best for that, honestly. Do y'all remember? Oh, let's just go down memory lane. Let's just derail. Do y'all remember the first time you played played on a Vita's OLED screen and you were yeah, just like, yeah, good lord. Dude, a, playing yeah, this playing is Gravity a, Rush blew my mind. This is a true story. Before the Vita released, Sony used the Vita to promote OLED technology because they're part of there's you know the groups that fund the development mm -hmm. of these technologies. So you used to be able to go to like home theater stores before as OLED TVs were coming out, and mm -hmm. they would have a display Vita to show the colors and the the black and all mm -hmm. that. It's pretty cool. I yeah. used dude, Vita was the best. Like, there's no one Vita game that stood out because I had so many because they had playstation was so good about cross buy so you could you would get you would get ps3 version ps4 version and the vita version and you just jump in like i played so many games that way that i owned as a result of all three dude i played remote play for my ps4 all the time i played a ton of black flag <laughs> on my vita uh, mm -hmm. via remote play i mean god that thing was just special i i even loved the game unit 13 y'all remember that Pretty light oh, game in terms yes. of like perfect for Vita sessions. 15, 20 minutes, shooter, third part, dope. Put Maybe it down. Repurchase a Vita, guys. Maybe does it. I love the yeah. Vita. Well, I had the white one. Mine's oh. sitting right there and it has a, uh, a a pin code on it that I set up, and I don't know what it is. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I can't when I turn it on, I can't log into it. So yep. oh, shovel knight on the Vita. Oh, mm. remember when Shovel Knight was new? Like that yep. was all the rage. Oh yep. my gosh, guy! I you, you, you picked you, the one, the one game I yeah. Shovel Knight was special at the time, man. It's time. I, I suck at it, but I appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, but I, yeah. It's a, so I'm sorry. To, I I derailed hard because I just <laughs> love the Vita, but uh, PSVR two. Like it makes me here's here's something that's interesting since our conversation last night on Trophy Room. Uh -huh. It makes me wish we had an Xbox version of that because I talked about ecosystems, right? Yeah. Would I be more inclined to spend $600 on something that let me gain achievements or have oh. the, the master chief or, right. or like jump in and fight the locust or be in a Real car? Talk, I feel like if, if there was like a, you're putting on the VR and you're putting on like the master chief, master helmet, chief you, helmet. Would, yep. you would buy that shit day one. I think I would. And yeah. I, but because I, I thought about it hard, I was like, you know, because I've never wanted VR. 
Yeah. Would that be it? And like the Leviathan axe is pretty damn tempting. Like if they have a God of War experience, <laughs> you're you recall the Leviathan. I'm actually really surprised given the timing yeah. of everything. Uh, although I know God of War was supposed to be last year, so maybe long term it didn't work out. But right. I'm pretty surprised they don't have a God of War experience. And, or maybe you. they do, and we don't know about it, but they don't the, have one ready for launch. If they can get a game, a game, not like a, like a full six to ten hour game, dude, that might be what gets me. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. well, there's from what I've read beyond the presentation. If you read the um, press release from the developers. Call of the Mountain is supposed to be a fully fledged Horizon game. It's not like a visual tour experience. It's supposed yeah. to be a real full Horizon game, not sixty hours, but you know what I mean, mm -hmm. like fully featured. Yeah, yeah. that would. And, and it, again, that game looks great. And the other thing that like people are like, uh, let me see, where's Alex? <laughs> we, yeah. We've been hearing rumors of it. So like, yeah. the if the IP are killer, and if they do something truly exciting with the tech that does something incredibly different that's not gimmicky then yeah this thing is going to succeed and it's going to sell really well uh and <laughs> this is a joke but it's not um if people find a way to put porn on this thing this thing's gonna sell because <laughs> that's I'm sure that's that's the, that's, I, I, that's the way that tech wins yeah you know? porn drives tech that's yeah. literally that's so that's that's the, one of the two reasons why blu-ray was successful and if you right. <laughs> as soon as you said that joe luke logged in you see him log into the browser register pre-order <laughs> let's let's put these haptic feedback things to the test joe he's like joe i can't help you it says limit one per order <laughs> <laughs> i can picture luke's life being just ruined <laughs> his wife left him he doesn't care <laughs> He's just <laughs> you see him in the bones. coffin and it's just a headset. <laughs> he died happy and dehydrated. <laughs> Open mouth, hands wide. Happy and dehydrated is how he died. He died oh, how he lived. Man. He died how he lived. Confused <laughs> alone. <laughs> <laughs> but surrounded uh, by a thing you love the most. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got a big ass smile on his face, and that's all that matters. <laughs> that's right. Unrelated, do you think your mom would be open to some 3D imaging, Jim? Whoa! <laughs> that's an unrelated talk. Topic. Talk oh. about the real remote play. That's right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. This is a good episode, guys. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't sure about it in the beginning when Ace was yelling, but <laughs> when I, I got I was, angry. <laughs> honestly, I'm feeling it now. The funny thing yeah. is, I wasn't even angry. I was just hyped up. I had way too much energy coming into this episode. I think I was honestly excited to be back chatting with you guys. I, 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 I very much missed you guys, and um, it's been nice to podcast. Uh, I'm indifferent. But I will tell you, <laughs> uh, I will tell you, I think what bothered me most about that whole argument with Cyberpunk is I think we were arguing two different points. Yeah, I really mostly, think we were. Mostly. Yeah. I really think we were arguing about two different and things. And I've literally and... agreed with you on the other point, which is the funniest yeah. thing. So, But I think if you track back our DMs, I was like, it's a disaster of a launch. And that was what I was saying. Yeah, I think. I don't know. But I think that's funny because it's like, oh, I think we argued about the wrong thing. Yeah, it don't matter. Yeah, yeah I as as the child watching the parents fight, I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't a fight. When by you the started way, started muting me. I was like, I'm offended by this. <laughs> no, I, know, I could tell you were mad. I, I didn't mute you a third time. I was about to, but I didn't. <sighs> um, what was I going to say is uh, the, the the sheer fact is you've both played it now. You both enjoyed it. I loved hearing Joe's um, 
Joe's take on uh, Johnny, because I think, no joke, I think the last time we recorded this, I actually mentioned Johnny and the yep. relationship at the end of the game that you have with him and how special it is. And I love that uh, you've got no experience that now. So it's yeah. awesome. And I, I love that Keanu is coming back uh, for the Phantom Liberty expansion. So, man, I'm pumped for that. Very I, uh, I've got Evil West, Vampire Survivor, God of War, and potentially Sonic on my like next few months list through okay. the winter. But uh, there will be a, a time where... I think I check out Red Dead 2. Finally. You know, I really do think I, there'll be a time. That's awesome. One. And two, I don't say this sarcastically. I don't think you're going to like it. I don't yeah. think he's going to like it either. But I would prefacely please make it to the, what is it, the plantation? Uh, okay. That Chapter th- chapter three, I think it is. Okay. Here's the thing. Again, as a game, I'm like, eh, whatever. That, that hit. That hit. So really the funny thing is, Luke, is because... I know. Well, I know based on our conversations, at least I think I know the thing you dislike about some of those open world games is kind of um, what you consider. uh, I don't know the right way to say this, like aimless wandering where you don't feel like you have a a clean objective. That's probably fair. uh, Whereas this game, like the beauty of this game is literally that it's literally just walking around the world taking in everything around you and experiencing it for what it is not because you have to or have you get anything for it or there's a mm-hmm. point to it and i think that's what is going to discourage you but if you even if you just beeline the main story to joe's point and get through some of the key moments it still has some incredible writing and moments that you yeah. can enjoy because so. if you think last of us is up its own ass luke i think with with what luke really Luke digs video games. He doesn't yeah. like simulators. Yeah, Red Dead is up its own ass when it comes to the simulator aspect. It is, yeah. Like it, it, when when it, when you get to like, oh man, I left the long gun and the horse. Like that's I feel like going to be the biggest compartment I have with this game. Yeah, I, and and that's what will probably drive you away. Do you want to be a cowboy? And when I say that, I mean, do you really want to be a cowboy? Yeah, that's what not. this game is. <laughs> yeah, so, then you're not going to like the game. But I'm but I think it's time I give it a shot for a lot of reasons. But I didn't I'm the guy that had the redeemer achievement from Red Dead One. Loved Red Dead One. You know what I mean? Like I think it's time and I'll have the window, hopefully, and we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I do like video game ass games. That's what I like, right? Sometimes I or often I like turning off my brain and just going in and being OP or doing whatever. I've been playing this game Habroxia. It's just a schmuck. Yeah. I've been playing the I beat the first one. New game plus it. Second one, new game plus plus it. Just enjoying it, right? Turn my brain off or listen to a podcast, watch a show. Same thing with with uh, end games and certain things. So we'll see. Um, the funny, the funny thing about that statement, not to cut you off, Luke, is that's exactly the way I feel sometimes, and why I love RDR two so much is that mm. it literally transports you to eighteen ninety nine, and mm-hmm. you can live and breathe in that world. And it, it, in my opinion is the best open world ever created uh, for a number of reasons I've talked about way too many times, which I won't bore mm-hmm. you with. But yeah. even like Witcher 3 is a better game, in my opinion, mm-hmm. overall. I mean, Witcher 3 is better than almost everything. But mm-hmm. Red Dead 2 has the best open world ever developed, in my opinion. Um, it's just absolutely incredible, and you can get lost in it. But yeah. it can be very slow if you're not in that mindset. Mm-hmm. It's all about the mindset. And I think once my life slows mm-hmm. down a bit, I'll be able to get to that mindset. 
because that's how, that's how I was able to do cyberpunk was I got it on summertime, which meant I wasn't working and it let me ease into it at my own pace. Nothing to do with Ed Runners, nothing to do with any of that. It just it was the right time. And if it's the right time, then I think I can play the non video game ass games. Okay. And now you're making me want to play Red Dead 2 again, which I don't have time to do. So stop. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. I, either maybe, maybe if I go back now, maybe I'll I'll finish that epilogue. You know, it's really good because, I mean, it, this is known. This is not a spoiler, but the epilogue literally ends at the at, start of Red Dead at One. The start. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I tell you what, guys. Expansions. I'm here for them in 2022. What did you say? You lagged a little bit. I'm sorry. Expansions. I'm here for oh, them in 2022. Well. Like having played the Resident Evil expansion, looking forward to the inevitable Halo Infinite expansion, looking forward to the Cyberpunk expansion, uh, loving the Forza expansion. It's like I like when I ha- when I like a game and it gives me more of the game. Yep. Yep. I'm there for that. And I no apologies. Do I look forward to those things like. That, that is something I loved about Arkham Knight. They had a full-on story mode uh, DLC that had like 10, 10 hours worth of story in it. I love when games do that, and I look forward to more of it um, for sure. And it d- doesn't mean it needs to get harder. Like if an Elden Ring did one, I don't need a harder game. I just want more of the game. That's It's funny you say that because Sardinism just said in the chat, real talk to me, which is better, Elden Ring or Witcher 3, which is like choosing between my children. Um, but I, <laughs> but I, you do have a favorite, Ed. I do. I said Witcher 3, and I, I make sure no, to I caveat mean, kid, this. You have a favorite kid. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, they, to they Luke's point, the, what part of what makes Witcher 3 even better than it already is are the two expansions, and Blood and Wine is the best expansion to a game I've ever played. Yeah. Um, and I think that when you take Witcher 3 complete, with the uh, Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine, that it's just untouchable. That game can't be touched. I don't think CDPR will ever touch that that game again. It's just yeah. it's special in a way that's hard to describe. That's the that's my holiday game. Actually, whenever if, if the rumor's right that like Witcher Three is like in December or whatever, the PS Five patch right one right, I am jumping. Oh, in. is that? Is yeah, that, is that really? I it's still it before the end of the year. Yeah. yeah, shut up. I thought it got bumped. No. Oh boys. Yeah. Cause like I loved it and I forgot why I dropped it. I forgot why, but I was loving it. For, and it, it's one of those things. Like I didn't like it the first time Damn, around. Neither of you have finished why. Witcher 3 either? No. Yeah, no, no, no. no I beat Witcher but 3. Playing it, oh, okay. like, I played it uh, when it was X enhanced. I was like, oh my God, this game is great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh I'm excited to get into it. It's incredible. I played a lot of it, but I know I'm scratching the, the surface i beat Witcher yeah, and, three and did did one of the did part of one of the expansions but by then it was like i'd done too much like okay. I, yeah. 150 hours is a lot of time for me to play a story driven game it's you a huge I mean? game yeah it's russian right. do you think done. they're gonna put liam's face on carol <laughs> oh the guy i feel so bad for that guy because a he knows kid. he's the least favorite hemsworth and then secondly he's no, luke filling... hemsworth is the least favorite is there a luke hemsworth? there's How a third hemsworth. There? there's three oh. here's the thing luke hemsworth he's just happy he's forgettable liam is the one that you <laughs> couldn't get chris on board we got liam though you know so like he knows he's playing second fiddle. He's been playing second fiddle for a long time now. And now he's playing second fiddle to Henry goddamn Cavill. <laughs> yeah, they be they could come to Unwinnable. me. 
a, a nobody here and be like, you want to be the main character of the Witcher TV show, which would be like a dream come true. Yeah. And they would be like, I'd be like, well, who am I replacing? They say Henry Cavill. And I'd be like, nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, good. <laughs> uh -uh. I'm not trying to replace Henry. That doesn't happen. He left okay. for two reasons, not just Superman, but he was not oh, really? happy with the direction of the show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they were oh, not yeah. following Ho the books well enough. Hogan Travis uh, tore uh, the show and Liam apart last week on Big <laughs> But leave Liam alone. Like, that, that kid is just trying. And if they do a time jump, it would make sense. Right, like if they go back in time, it's like a pre pre Cavill version. Like sure. if it's like a younger one, that works. But uh, that poor Liam, man. And no, you guys should Google Luke Hemsworth because it is rough. <laughs> right, You're gonna look at images. I got it. Like, I, got it. Um, I, I don't think they do that though, Luke, on the time because they are following the books. Um, so it's gonna be sequential. That poor kid. That poor kid. Oh, but man. look at Luke Hemsworth and just wince. Oh boy. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> It's it's no it ain't just do it. <laughs> it's not what you're expecting. You're like, oh, it's not. It's it, yeah. It, it's kind of like the Baldwin situation. Yes, it is. It's like, oh, you're you're a Baldwin. Like, <laughs> yeah. like what? Like, it's kind of like, like, yo, you can't convince me that's not Tyron Lannister. Stop it. <laughs> so, so weird, right? <laughs> it's kind of like a Targaryen situation. It's a lot of like. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's not. You're not related to Thor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's doing okay, though. We can't complain. Sure. <clears throat> anyway. uh, All right, boys. What do you think? There you Luke, go. take us home. Uh guys. Here's the thing. The important thing to remember is that Henry Cavill is back as Superman. Uh, that's the. I mean, that's the biggest takeaway. It is awesome. That uh, is awesome. So happy about that news. Uh, really and truly, guys, I hope you will take the time to check out each of our individual projects outside of Cast Co-op and share Cast Co-op with other people. This is meant to be our fun, enjoyable show where we just goof around and, and have a good time talking games. Uh, and so we appreciate those of you that have been here on the ride. You can find me on Twitter at InsipidGhost, and you can find my content on all your podcast services and YouTube, uh, the Xbox Expansion Pass. I do have a few interviews coming up, uh, not this weekend, but in the weekends to follow. Uh, and if you missed any of the big ones, Seamus Blackley, Mike Chapman, a couple other big ones in the past few uh, months that you guys should um, take a look What's at. his name? The old Xbox exec was a great one. Ed Freeze. Uh, Ed Freeze. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Really, really, really appreciate the shout out there. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check out XEP uh, at your ledger, guys. We really mean a lot. Uh, Ains, what do you got going in the cooker here? Yeah. So uh, you can find me as Porsche Power or Ains. Um... Uh, everything as i always say on season gaming you're already on the channel so just check out the site we've done a lot of content lately um several reviews tons of articles some good in gaming stuff just a lot of output from the crew so uh you know small site all your support means a lot to us and uh it's been really cool to see we have uh still a lot of reviews yet to do this year i will be uh we've got god awards review we're gonna be a little late with it because playstation north america uh, <laughs> uh we're not we do not qualify uh as, yeah. as joe kind of joked about earlier um but we got horizon so why didn't we get anyway doesn't matter um makes no sense um but we've got more reviews coming so uh, i am reviewing a game uh an interesting game that's coming out soon that i can't talk about i'm not even allowed to say the game i'm reviewing same uh, one so that's coming we're doing the same one uh yes i believe so yes yeah, if it's the yet. one you yeah um 
I am also going to be reviewing Warzone 2, which I realize is a multiplayer free-to-play game, but, you know, there's a lot to talk about with that as a competitive experience. Uh, there's going to be some Halo content, of course, naturally for me coming. So just a lot that's going on. And I actually put up a video for our patrons that's in early access today, uh, but we'll go live for everyone next week on um, Xbox and the Game Pass, what I call Conundrum, which is a, a conversation and analysis of um, the recent fiscal results of Xbox, along with Phil Spencer's comments on a few interviews. So that was a lot. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, just check out the channel, check out the site, and you won't miss any of it. Joe? Uh, hi. You, you can check out the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's still mad at you wherever yeah, right. he is. <laughs> wherever he is. <laughs> No, you can check out this week's trophy, which I'm really proud of. Um, you know, Luke filled in for uh, for Kyle this week, and great news on Kyle's half because you know he had family situation happen. Is his youngest nephew is in the hospital, arrived home today. Very nice. nervous, good. very nervous good. about that. Good. So awesome to hear that on Kyle's end. But you can listen to uh, Luke's and I uh, chat on all things PlayStation that happened this week, as well as our review conversation from with Steve from Console Creatures of God of War Ragnarok, which was a ton of fun. So make sure you check that out as well. Again, the trophy room, whether that is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you rate us five stars, it really does help us out. We have a God of War giveaway that ends on Monday if you do either one of those things. And it really does help us out, and it helps fight my imposter syndrome that I fight on a daily basis. And you can find me over at Mr. Badbit as well. So. There you go. Oh, and by the way, Extra Life. We're doing it this Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, youtube.com slash carpoolgaming. That's where we'll be. I'll be in Rome, New York, touching so many people's faces. Consensually touching people's faces. Uh, <laughs> unlike Elon. Nonetheless, uh, we're already halfway to, or over halfway of hitting our $5,000 goal. So make sure you, you know, you join us, have some fun, and, and donate for a really amazing cause. So there you go. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I it's annoying because I I done that before and I'm doing extra life again this year. I wanted to do a uh, a Halo custom game community night for the thing, Ooh. but Forge doesn't come out till Tuesday, and I was like, <laughs> oh man, I missed it. They missed it by a couple of days, but uh, anyway. Honestly, uh, shout out that. to Sean Capri who who really has run the whole thing uh, terrifically. He's been working on this since like June. Like it's this has been you his. guys have been crushing it. Yeah, it's been cool yeah. to see. It's all him. Cool. All him. Uh and thank you, Rob. We got a super chat in here at the tail end. Rob for all the second five dollar super chat. Thank you, brother. He said, uh, got two on screen shout outs. So Ains clearly pressured me into this super chat. All the best. Good night, all. Thank you, guys. We promise it won't be five weeks again. Uh Joe and I will do the show with Lout Luke and we'll just talk bad about him the whole time if he tries to honestly. I don't know why we didn't do that because he was literally uh <laughs> Luke, we're just gonna talk a little bit of shit. He was really the only one holding us back, you know. Uh, I want to like, damn good reason. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah, I got quiet for me, you were like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank yeah. you guys. Uh, thank you, and thank you everyone in the chat for hanging out with us. I know it's been a very long time, like we said, since we were here. But uh, if you check this out, check us out later, please. Uh, the usual, right? Give us that like, give us a comment, let us know what you do or don't like. And I'm sorry for getting so animated earlier. I'm very passionate about my cyberpunk as uh you probably witnessed keep casting that's how i wanted to end it okay okay that's what we're doing that's what we're doing okay bye